It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Padres podcast. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Padres reporter, A.J. Casavell. And, A.J., we're going to take a look at spring training, get your tips for fans who have never headed down to the Peoria Sports Complex in Arizona. Um, we'll also talk about Tom Wilhelmson, who signed a minor league deal. But first, for anybody who hasn't been paying attention to baseball over the last couple of months because it's been the offseason and football's been going on. Well, the Super Bowl's over, so it's time to catch people up. And the good news is, AJ, not a lot has gone on in the hot stove. It's been a slow hot stove so far. But from an, from a Padres perspective, how would you best sum up this offseason so far? Well, uh, I, would, I would first say Eric Hosmer rumors. And yes. obviously nothing's settled on that front, but that's been the biggest story. Uh, some Shohei Otani rumors, too. But for the most part, they've kind of stuck with, stuck with the plan they had heading into the offseason, which is they have this young core of players in place. They have arguably the baseball's best uh, farm system in place. You look at some of the guys they have under, under control for the next five years, it's pretty much the core of their offense. And, uh, and Denelson Lamette, who, who they think has a pretty high ceiling, and then they think they, have the, they, think they kind of have the, the prospects to fill in around those guys. And so uh, I think – Ideally, the plan, um, assuming Hosmer does not sign in San Diego, the plan is kind of build around uh, build around their core right now, and maybe in the in the next off season or two, that that's the appropriate time to bring in a free agent signing when they're ready to t- turn toward contention. Because right now the roster is pretty young; there's still some development development ahead. I think the off season so far, we thought maybe they would they would make a bigger investment in a starting pitcher. Uh, they, uh, they, they brought three guys on board, uh, Tyson Ross, Chris Young, both former Padres. They're on minor league deals, and Jordan Lyles, um, also a former Padre. They, those are the only guys they, uh, they signed in to, to add, the, add to the rotation. So the rotation is, a, is kind of a mishmash of guys who all have a lot to prove. There's going to be ten guys going into camp fighting for five spots. Uh, the bullpen is, is back mostly intact. They brought Brad Hand uh, they, they re-signed him, actually, added another year to his to, of team control to him. And uh, it, it's largely been about kind of the process for the future. The only, the only trade, I would say, that, that really came as something of a surprise was trading for Chase, Chase Headley and Brian Mitchell from New York. But obviously the reasons were in place for that. Tom Wilhelmson gets a minor league deal. You mentioned the bullpen, and he's one of those guys who will get the invite to spring training, and hopefully he can, I guess, resurrect his career. Here's a guy who obviously um, there was a time when he was extremely effective, was a closer for a stretch as well. 2017 was a tough go. Started with the D-backs. The ERA was in the mid-fours. He was released by Arizona. Um, now the Padres are going to take a chance on him. What's the, ho- what's the upside for Wilhelmson? If everything goes right, how good – is there a thought he can be as good as he once was, or how do they look at this? I'm not sure so far exactly how they view it, but but yeah. what I would guess uh, the thought is, or what what I kind of uh, think think the thought is with Wilhelmson is, 
Um, they have four or five guys in their bullpen who they can pencil in to as guys who will be on the uh, opening day roster. But after that, it's pretty wide open. And so they want guys to kind of st- – they have a bunch of guys who could step up and fill that spot, a bunch of guys like Wilhelmson who have had maybe some success in the past. The Carter Capps is another example who have had some success in the past, and hopefully maybe they, they step into that spot and take advantage of it. The Padres have been great with that in the past. You look at what they've gotten out of guys like – well, Brad Hand is the premier example, but also Ryan Bookter and Kirby Yates. Um, they've, they've found guys in the bullpen who were thought to be depth pieces who have ended up being – late inning guys, and I'm not saying it's going to happen with Will Helmson, but I'm saying if they, if they bring in uh, a handful of those guys and give them opportunities, uh, it's probably going to pay, out, pay off with one or two of them. Will Helmson's just another depth option. I think uh, if you look at kind of the way their bullpen's constructed right now, they have four guys, five if you count Phil Maton, who had a pretty good rookie season last year, who are in the bullpen, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go with an eight-man bullpen, which essentially leaves – uh, two or three spots available. Wilhelmson will probably be given an opportunity to win those spots. Very good, and they'll all do it down in Peoria, Arizona. It's coming soon, about a week really, until pitchers and catchers report. The Padres celebrating 25 years in Peoria. Um, that's amazing. Not a lot of teams around the league can can boast that kind of history with a spring training area. Um, because of that, do you, do you get a vibe, a Padres vibe, when you're in the Peoria area? Like, um, I know a lot of teams that were in Florida for a long time. You have people that retire to that area. Is that going on at all in the Peoria area with Padres fans? Yeah, it's definitely a, a kind of a Padres-Mariners feel. Uh, you get it, you get probably 50-50 for both. But uh, I think the biggest thing is is kind of the way Peoria Sports Complex is set up. There's a, there's, there's a lot to uh, – there's a lot to see, and the way the Padres are built right now with so many talented young prospects, I think any field you go to at, at the Peoria Sports Complex on the Padres side, at least, you're going to see someone who could be making an impact at the major league level. And so um, there's, there's a lot going on this spring in Peoria, and uh, some of those guys, Fernando Tatis, Luis Arias, uh, a few of the pitching prospects are going to be in major league camp, but Pretty much every field, the Padres have seven or eight of them on on their complex. Pretty much every field is going to have a guy who they hope has an impact in San Diego at some point. The ballpark was built in 1994, but they've kept up with it. 2014, there was a renovation, another addition in 2016 um, to, to the ballpark and, and how you can take in the game. Is there, if somebody's going to a game down there that hasn't been before, is there a spot in that ballpark that that you really like, AJ, that you've seen or heard from fans that really is a hidden spot to watch a game from? Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not sure if it's, if, if it's called the Pavilion, but there's a Pavilion area out in left field that, that has a, kind of its own restaurant, its own bar, and it's shaded, and it's, it's a, or it's in left field, actually. It's, um, it's a pretty good, it's a, it's, it seems to me like a pretty good, pretty relaxed environment, pretty good place to watch a ball game. And obviously spring training has a different vibe than the regular season, and the result's not as important. Um, but it's it it the vibe I guess out in the pavilion seems seems like uh, one that I've heard from fans that they enjoy and, and that I know uh, it's kind of the epitome of what spring training is about. Shade is always a good thing in Arizona for sure. So you can find that part of the ballpark uh, definitely something to look for. You mentioned that it's a shared facility, obviously with the Mariners and the Padres. How separate are the areas? I think. And sometimes some of these ballparks, you can almost see the other facility. Some of them, I know in Glendale, I think there's like a lake that separates the Dodgers from the White Sox. Um, how likely, as a Padre fan, are you to kind of run into what's going on with the Mariners? 
Uh, the two main fields actually are, are somewhat close to each other, but after that, the, the, the Padres' main practice field and the Mariners' main practice field are separated by, I guess, a, a, a road. Um, but other than that, if you're going to the Padres' complex to see guys working out on any of the backfields or, or any of the minor league fields, that's, uh, it's, they're, they're very separate entities. One thing I'll say is they do, um, and, and one of my favorite aspects of spring trading are, are some of these, inter- or these, these games that occur on the backfield. Um, Padres maybe will, will they'll have a, a one o'clock game, but they'll say, hey, you know what? We have these two pitchers who we want to pitch. We don't want them to play against the Dodgers. They'll play. They'll pitch that morning in, in a game against the Mariners. It's not a official Cactus League game by any stretch, but uh, it's it's closer to a simulated game. But but they play with with with, with regular rules, and I think that's one of my favorite things to watch. As a, and as a fan, I would I would recommend it. Is maybe get there for to see the to see the Padres play the Mariners, and there's a hundred people there, uh, even though it's a scrimmage, there's a hundred people there watching major league baseball. And it's a pretty cool thing. You mentioned this a little bit, but, uh, the Padres are in a spot right now where obviously the, the system is loaded. There's a ton of young talent, uh, up and throughout lower levels and the upper levels. And to me, that's maybe the best time. If you, if you're thinking, when do I want to go and experience spring training for my team? I think the best time to go is when your team is in that area where you have a loaded farm system because, yes, there's the major league game, but if you go down there when there's maybe the minor league games going on as well on on the smaller fields, um, there's just so much of the future to look forward to and and a chance to see guys before before they're stars, And, and it feels like the Padres are in that perfect spot of fans heading down to Peoria this year. Yeah, and I've always felt that when you go to spring training, the, uh, in general, the best time to go is later on if you want to see your major league players. But I think with the Padres this year, the best time to go might be a little earlier because they have so many, so many of their top prospects in major league camp. I'm gonna. We were asked to to kind of discuss what we thought would be the most important, or the most exciting thing um, about spring training for each of our clubs, um, and that story will be going up Wednesday. And I think mine is that Luis Urias and Fernando Tatis Jr. are going to be in the same infield playing for the Padres. Uh, uh, t- together for the first time, and I think that's uh, that's a prospect that has a lot of fans excited. Now, Fernando Tatis Jr. is probably going to go back to minor league camp at some point early on in spring training, but it's still a it's still a big deal, and it's still kind of an exciting thing that that fans can get to see Urias, Tatis, Cal Quantrill, Eric Lauer, Joey, Joey Lucchese. Some of these guys they're not going to really have chances to make the major league roster, but you get a chance to see them face major league competition, and it's I guess something of an audition for them to potentially get called up later this year or maybe early next year. Obviously, you're not that far from Phoenix and a big city and kind of stuff like that. But if fans are down there and planning on staying in the Peoria area and, uh, and want to get a bite to eat at night, is there a hidden gem that uh, you have for them, a spot that you really like that maybe they wouldn't be able to find on their own? The Moon Saloon is kind of the, 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 the cliche watering hole there where you'll, you'll find some... Uh... You'll, you'll find all, all sorts of different baseball people there. I, I'm I the, the restaurants there are I would say probably mostly chain restaurants. There's a pizza place, Giordano's, that I particularly like, um, and so I think the spring training experience in Peoria more about the complex than maybe the, the surrounding area around it. But there's definitely some things to do. Very good, and obviously it is close to Phoenix, so there's that stuff too if you want to experience the the big city as well. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Padres edition. For AJ Casavell, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.